and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms, as well as discussing some of the films and shows we can't stop binging. I'm Hannah Fernando. And I'm Ian McEwen, and Merry Christmas! Oh, Merry Christmas to you! It's the big Binge Watch double issue uh, Christmas and New Year podcast. So, season's greetings to you. Thank you so much. As you know, I've been festive for the past month. You're still keeping it going. (laughs) Very Christmassy. So, yes, there's all the new stuff on the streaming services, of course. There's a feast of telly on terrestrial TV uh, and the usual from us, the big question, what are we binging on, etc, etc. But first, let's have a look at what's been in the news this week. I'll tell you what I've noticed. Netflix, lots of nominations at the Golden Globes. Yeah, we're on yeah. fire. Which obviously is an American thing, so it doesn't affect us that much. But they're really... We like to look at the outfits, though, on the red carpet, well, us we, ladies. You like to look at We like to pull them apart. <laughs> There was a rumour once that cross. apparently if you wanted to be talked about on the red carpet, you have to wear a really bad outfit. So all the magazines uh, talk about it. I like the woman from this country, the British sitcom. Yeah. Uh, she deliberately wore a really bad uh, dress, which was sort of a, a Swansea City football top turned into a dress. Yeah, uh, She thought, they're going to they're gonna rip me to shreds anyway, so I'll just wear something really awful and that, that'll get attention for the right reasons. And did it? It did. I've digressed. Terribly, oh, it's I my feel. fault. I've taken you You've down the road of no return. I'll just round them up a bit for you. So, best motion picture, three out of five nominations, Netflix. That's incredible, so, The isn't it? Irishman, Marriage Story, uh, which we've talked about, and The Two Popes, which we're going to talk about. Um, yeah, so, I mean, basically, as we know, Netflix is taking over the world. Amazon's got uh, recommendations for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Fleabag, of course, because that was a co-production with the BBC. It was. Not just a BBC show. Uh, Yeah, so that's all happening at the Golden Glaze, which can often be a little bit of an indicator, possibly, for the... Oscars. It often is, I think, isn't it? It gives you a bit of a heads up of where things are going and what they like. I bet you've got some news for me. I've got some great news for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get my head away from Carol Concerts and Nativity Plays for five seconds. Yes. Um, so ne- Netflix, we're talking Netflix. Um, they've announced that on the 7th of February will be the premiere for Lock and Key, Lock and Key. Um, a new epic mystery series. Is this up your street? I've noticed that the, the advert for it is... is uh, the back of someone's head and there's a key going into their neck mm. and lock it's like lock with an e work. so there's a little pun on lock and key because lock is a character is that right yes yeah. l-o-c-k-e i see what they did there yeah. what's the gist of it Hannah? well it's about um uh, their father has been murdered mm-hmm. um under mysterious circumstances obviously never clear-cut these murders um, <laughs> and the three lock siblings mm. and their mother move into their ancestral home <sighs> key house bad move <laughs> this key house it sounds creepy already doesn't it it just sounds horrible um, which they discover is full of magical keys that be. may be connected to their father's death intrigued? Or yeah I'm intrigued off? it's got a mysterious demon which is awakened so that's always good um, yeah so look out for that we'll, we'll be talking about that next year when it arrives but first let's crack on with this week's new releases. Now, we've been looking forward to this one and we've trailed it. We have. The Witcher, a fantasy drama landing on Netflix on Friday the 20th of December, just in time for Christmas, starring Henry Cavill as a monster hunter. Let's have a listen to a clip. You're a mutant created by magic roaming the continent. We don't want your kind here. 
hunting monsters for a price. I thought you'd have fangs or horns or something. I had them filed down. <laughs> right, I've watched episode one of this. I liked it. I like it it's too. Good. It is really good. And I I think I said it before, I, I didn't expect to like no. it. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be something for me. It starts off, I love the way it starts. There's a lovely little baby deer uh, just by the edge of the lake Mm -hmm. in the forest. You think, oh dear, this doesn't look good. And then uh, there's the witcher fighting this massive kind of spider monster with a sort of human face, this ginormous demon spider. You think, already I'm hooked. You are hooked. And and it stars Henry Cavill, so, you know. The Man of Steel. The Man of Steel. It is really good. if I were to cavil... I would say, I don't like the fact that he does this. You know when Christian Bale played Batman? Yes. I'm Batman. (laughs) Henry Cavill is kind of doing this very gravelly voice, which I don't like. Maybe he filmed when he had like a really bad sore throat or something. He He should have have had had a locket. (laughs) But yeah, it's good. I I did kind of switch off when there was all the exposition where you're supposed to find out about the history of all the characters and the magic and the wizards you do and the need princesses. To con- you do need to concentrate with I this, kind I think, of zoned a bit. out. But then there was a massive battle, and you which back was on great board. with medieval knights, so I was back on board. Yeah, it's good. He's yeah, good. I, th- I think I really it is like good. It. I, think it, I think it's going to be a real hit, actually. Let me ask you this. You know when he goes to visit the sorcerer yes. and he's created this sort of magical realm for himself where all these naked ladies are doing the gardening? It's a bit like... It's, it's like, Is that offensive? It's kind of like being transported to the Game of Thrones for a second. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely there's nudity for Something show. for everyone, I feel, Ian. Yeah, Something right. for everyone. I didn't think I'd like that. As you said, you, you didn't think you would. Yeah, I, I'm recommending it. I'm going to I do actually, I'm, I mean, I'm joking saying something for everyone with all those naked ladies, but actually <laughs> there is genuinely something for everyone because it's it's one of those un, unusual ones that you think that you're, you're not going to like and there'll be something in there that does make you want to keep watching. Now I'm going to say literally it's over to you. Is that correct? Um, it is over to me. Um, would you like to listen to a clip before we chat about this? What is it exactly? It's called You. It's hard to have a fresh start when the past is on your mind. Candace. I think we have some unfinished business to talk about. But it's a new me. Okay, so Penn Badgley returns as creepy killer and New York bookseller Joe Goldberg. Um, What do you think? Well, the big issue with series one was he's like, a really hunky, lovely... He's the serial killer, it's okay to fancy, you know. Mm. And uh, this was the big debate, you know, is it okay for that? A bit like Dexter, I guess, you know. It's kind of like the serial killer that you <laughs> empathise with, in a way. And, like, people were tweeting things like, please kidnap me, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Hashtag. Which, which is a mm. bit weird. But, yeah, it's got this great... Though This season, first season was in New York... And he started, he's a bookseller, he started stalking this woman. He was really creepy, but he's also really good looking and charming. Um, series two, he's in LA uh, under a new name. Apparently, we're going to go deeper into his past. He had mm. this difficult relationship with an old bookseller who kind of abused him. And uh, it's got a kind of voiceover that's a bit reminiscent, I think, of Fight Club. Because you remember in Fight Club yeah. at the beginning, Ed Norton's talking about, you know, the fact that he's buying all this consumer goods and it's all so. You know, 
he's really into it, but it's also silly and kind of a waste of time. He's talking about LA and how it's all vacuous and everyone's like vegan and everyone's writing a screenplay, but what does it really mean? So yeah, I, I think it's quite but stylish. Is it something for Boxing Day, do we think? I mean, I say that because... For the family. <laughs> yeah, I say that because I feel That's like on Boxing point. Day, you're kind of relaxing after that sort of huge amount of cheese and port that may have been poured after midnight because it's okay to still eat at that time oh, on Christmas Day. And I'm just thinking it might be a bit hardcore, not so much one for the family. You don't have to watch it on Boxing Day, though, do you? Well, that's very true. It will be available. It's modern world. I did forget for a moment. Boxing Day. (laughs) But no, I think you're right. It's not really one to watch with your mum, is it? No. To be fair. Or your kids. (laughs) (laughs) Or your kids. Absolutely. Okay. Well, um, I'm certainly going to watch that. I like the look of it. Um, Apparently, it's more sinister, though, than the first one. I did read that. The first, this series oh, really? two is more sinister. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's the reviews are saying. I'm going to move on to The Two Popes. Netflix, Friday the 20th of December. Of course, this has been out in the cinema already. It has. Now, if you said to me, would you like to watch a film based on real-life events involving one pope succeeding another, I'd say definitely not. On your bike. However... It's got uh, Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price, two of our greatest ever character actors in it. Uh, Let's have a a little listen to them in action. What is that plant? It's oregano. Your gardener gave it to me. You're very popular. I just try to be myself. Whenever I try to be myself, people don't seem to like me very much. Confidential church documents were allegedly leaked to the press. Alleging corruption and misconduct among the clergy. I hope this business is not too distressing. Does a shepherd run away when the wolves appear? We are moving in directions I can no longer condone. I've struggled to do what must be done, but I've lost. Hopes can't resign. If you do this, you will damage the papacy forever. I can no longer sit on the chair of St. Peter. You're mistaken. You are serious. I cannot play this role anymore. So, yeah, it's got a good pedigree because I think it's from the writer who did The Theory of Everything okay. about Stephen Hawking, who went to my school. Uh, really? He also did uh, Darkest Hour about Churchill and he did Bo Ra, Bohemian Rhapsody. So the guy has a very good pedigree. Yeah, it's got these two titans of British acting. I noticed that uh, Jonathan Price is trying the Italian accent, whereas Anthony Hopkins, although he's playing a German pope, sticking to Welsh. But that's fine. Uh, that's but then good. I, I, you've got to stick to it. It's some, sometimes it's almost worse when there's a bad accent. But then I'd but rather then, not. Yeah, yeah, most times don't, Welsh, don't do it. Perhaps yeah. He's got a very distinctive way of delivering yeah. his lines, yeah, hasn't he? Because he, yeah. he does in every role, but it's highly effective. He's like no one else. The it way he acts. works. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think uh, worth a go if you didn't catch it at the cinema. Yeah. Catch it on Netflix now. Save I yourself agree. a few bob. All right, now I think you've got a little bit of returning sci-fi we for have. me. We've got Lost in Space. Again, Netflix. Everything's on Netflix at the moment, it's isn't it? Isn't it? Um, we're, and not, is, we're not sponsored by Netflix. We're not sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> We'd like to be. We like all streaming platforms. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, this is on Netflix on Christmas Eve. Um, and it's a return of the sci-fi reboot starring our very own Toby Stevens. This is Will Robinson of the 24th Colonist Group. I'm making a record of this because it seems we're the first humans to try and turn a spaceship into a sailboat. Anchors away. 
Can we just get where we're going once without crashing? Oh. Everyone, strap in. Well, come on. I love you guys. I actually interviewed him for series one. And what I don't you're far too young to remember the very, very old TV series um, uh, about the Robinson family and they get they go off in space with and with Robbie the robot or whoever it is. I probably got the robot wrong. Please don't call A robot. Don't call in. <laughs> uh, so in this reboot, they've kind of whereas they were like the perfect kind of nuclear family in the original they're much more dysfunctional now like the kids are annoying kids and they bicker and the, the parents have got marital problems um and they've changed the villain dr smith into a woman played by parker posey ah. and i mean the money that must have been spent on this it just looks like a huge blockbuster sci-fi movie it looks massive absolutely amazing so yeah i think where we left off in series one Basically, the robot, who everyone loves the robot because the robot and the boy are really good friends, he got blasted out into space after saving the boy from another robot. And uh, they've been kind of transported to a different galaxy because they were using the engine from an alien spaceship. Does that all make sense? <laughs> I'm totally with you, Ian. So, yeah, what, what <laughs> we've got in. coming up now, <laughs> what I've got coming up now is new monsters searching for the robot. Incredible special effects. It looks great. I think it looks fantastic. But is it your cup of tea? I don't know. I, I, I think I you shouldn't turn these things down before trying. So I should try. Do I don't like think Toby it Stevens? doesn't. Yes, yeah. I don't like the. I don't like these kind of. I mean, it's a big production. I should watch it. I'm not going to be negative. It's Christmas. I'm going to be really positive, and I'm going to watch it. And I will let you know when I've watched it how I feel about it. And sci-fi, it's true to say, it often does appeal more to the gentleman it does it, I ladies. think it does a I think that's bit, true yeah it? yeah it does um, and there's some other new releases I believe oh my um, goodness on New Year's Day that you would like to talk to us about yes I have got another new release also on Netflix would you believe <laughs> would you believe what's spending happening spending a fortune here? Uh, it's called Messiah the activists people are calling Amasi some people are calling him a prophet he saved my daughter's life. Or maybe he's a terrorist. This man is the poster boy for America's problems. Imagine the Messiah would show up today, but you wouldn't be able to prove that he is the Messiah, and you wouldn't be able to prove that he's not. The gist of this is a great concept. It's kind of like, what would happen if there was a sort of second coming how would the authorities react? Because they, they'd see it as a danger, wouldn't they? see it as a cult, and they think, who is this guy? You know, he's, he's going to kind of bring down society or start a holy war or something. So there's this guy with fantastic cheekbones, lovely hair. Uh, he's played by a Belgian actor who I wasn't aware of. I'm going to tell you his name now. Mehdi Debbie. And uh, so, yeah, he's, he arrives. He says he's doing the work of God. He performs miracles. People flock to join him, but of course, the CIA. Of course, they have to get involved. They want to like hunt him down and probably stop him. So, do you like the look of that? I absolutely love the look of that. Can you imagine somebody coming along saying they're the Messiah? You you are so right. (laughs) You would just be a cult. This is absolute nonsense. We'd just shut them down, wouldn't we? I once went out with someone who believed that they, as a child, that they were the second coming. Really. And how long did that last for? 
pop, thinking she was the second coming. <laughs> she's a very nice lady, but that's just as a kid, she went through that fantasy oh, really? phase of, you know, AD when you're a kid, you think, oh, what's the weirdest thing you thought when you were a kid? I don't know, my kid wants to be a teacher. I mean, that's m- m- more normal. Isn't it? <laughs> well, that's its own that's kind of nightmare. That's just, anyway, I feel well, we've, we've digressed. digressed again. I've digressed again, but it is Christmas, so I'm going to allow myself that digression. Um, Yes, do you want me to tidy up the other new releases? Yes, I would very much like that. Thank you very much. Tidying up. Well, of course, all of the episodes of Doctor Who, I know you're a massive fan, are going to be available on Britbox, sorry, Britbox, on Boxing Day. Uh, Also, of course, there is a Doctor Who, new Doctor Who on New Year's Day, I believe, with Jodie Whisker, of course, the new Doctor. Very good. Lovely. Um, There's Fast and Furious, Netflix, Boxing Day. This is an, would you believe it, it's an animation based on the Fast and Furious movies, which I like the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, I do, actually. Then there's Kevin Hart, Don't F This Up. Another Netflix special. (laughs) This is kind of a documentary, really, following him. It's not not, not a stand-up special, particularly, but it's a documentary, because he's obviously been quite controversial, hasn't Mm. he, Kevin Hart? He's been in, he's in Jumanji, the new Jumanji, isn't he? He's always very good on Graham Norton. Very good on Graham Norton. Um, And finally... This one I really like the look of. Doom Patrol. This may mm. not be your cup of tea either. <laughs> so, you know, so this is from the DC Comics universe. I don't know if you're familiar with the DC versus Marvel. So basically Marvel, well, DC have basically got Superman and Batman and they're two biggies. Yes. Marvel have got loads of goodies. They've got all the Avengers and all that kind of stuff. So, But this, this kind of reminded me a little bit of X-Men. It's got Timothy okay. Dalton, former James Bond, of course. Yeah. He's playing a uh, a character not unlike Patrick Stewart's character in X-Men. So there are all these people, Brendan Fraser's in it as well from The Mummy, all these people who've been in terrible accidents and then they've kind of been sort of repaired by this crazy scientist doctor guy who's Tim Dalton and now they've got like special powers. And one of them does look quite a, kind of like a kind of very basic Iron Man mm. Um so yeah, I think it looks like a really good new franchise, mm. yeah. Now, of course, Christmas is massive on terrestrial TV, but it seems to be mainly the BBC that's uh, got all the good stuff. ITV yeah. haven't really done much for Christmas. Well, but they've got some... the soaps, haven't they? Well, they've got Corrie, I they suppose, have. which is their big their big storyline this year. Um I just I I mean, Gavin and Stacey just looks absolutely brilliant i i don't know if you if it's in the trailer um but let's have a listen to the clip and then we'll have a chat about it mister are you asking me to step in what are you asking me to step into christmas step into christmas we can watch the snowball forever and ever each and me may come along with me they're all hyped up about tomorrow they are they are hyped up how do you think i feel all right what's your care then I cannot fall from our trust tree again. Big, open that bottle of wine. Okay, so Gavin and Stacey's on Christmas Day, BBC One, 8.30. Nothing not to love, really, here. This is absolutely, completely... It's the gift that keeps giving, I should say. It's not one of those ones that you kind of think, I just wish they hadn't bothered to get back together again. It really, really works, and I can't wait to see it in in full. Um, You like Gavin and Stacey? I love Gavin and Stacey because it also I think James Corden is brilliant 
as Smithy. I mean, he's my, I'm sure he's everyone's favourite character. Well, also, Reese James is amazing. But it manages to mix those great comic characters with that, with the bit I don't particularly like, which is the love story. Of it. Yeah, but, that's a bit sort of on the periphery of it, all, yeah, isn't it? It's a comment. But yeah, the bit where he's singing along to step into Christmas is just. Yeah, that's just that's pure cordon, isn't it? And all, and it makes you smile. And on Christmas yeah. Day, that's what you want to be doing. It's just watch feel that good with the family. It's per- that's it, the perfect, that's perfect family Christmas viewing. Day it viewing, is. Isn't it? Not so much later though on the Beeb, which is Ooh. going to be a massive hit. But we've got Mrs. Brown's Boys Christmas Special, yeah. which is on at ten thirty. Marmite. I think it's Marmite. I think it's really Marmite and I think it's particular generations that love it more than other generations, don't really you? Popular. But it's really, really popular. The critics hate it. The Chris, public like the it. The public like it. But it will have people laughing. I think that's what people want to do on Christmas Day. They want to laugh. But I, I, I don't find it that funny. It's not a belly laugh for me. Nor for me. There are there's some other Christmassy things on. Uh, a Christmas Carol, with Charles Dickens. Yes. Classic story with Guy Pearce. Yeah. Guy Pearce. Guy Pearce. Yes. That's Mr. Last Scrooge. Yeah. I've got so, the great Christmas Bake Off. Channel of course, 4. yeah. Yeah, of course, they've got your regulars like Call the Midwife, etc. There's something that I went on set for this year, which is looks really good. Wurzel Gummidge is back <gasps> with Mackenzie yes, Crook. Mackenzie Crook. As well. And I tell you, it's great. There's two episodes on over Christmas, and especially the second episode, which is on the 27th of December on BBC One. The first one is on Boxing Day. is hilarious. It's where Wurzel meets this gang of scarecrews who fancy themselves as, like, motorbike gang rebels it's absolutely hilarious so it's based on the original real story <laughs> it is based on he's kind of gone back to a more faithfully to the original stories but then he's put a real kind of climate change spin on it as okay. well very strong environmental I really message. want to see this but it's great it's really nicely done I loved it and of course um, I've mentioned them but the soaps are really big over Christmas yeah, huge they've all got the really story massive storylines yeah. Corey you've got um, Tracy um, who's not Tracy Barlow anymore, but I still call her Tracy Barlow. Um, I think she's been a bit of a naughty girl. She cheated on Steve. Um, and in EastEnders, you've got Phil finding out who the father is of Sharon's baby. Ooh. Basically, it's explosive and it's not terribly cheery. A but Christmas baby. All, there's a Christmas baby in the Dales. Oh. Uh, it's everyone loves a Christmas baby. Everyone loves a baby. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> they've all gone all out this year in the soaps. It's going to uh, probably a bit of a tie, actually, between um, Corrie and EastEnders this year. OK, yeah. Well, plenty on there. Um, we've, we've agreed we're definitely going to watch Gavin and Stacey. Uh, there's a new Dracula series that starts on New Year's Day on BBC One, if you like your horror. So, yeah, plenty to get your teeth into there. Definitely and, enough uh, to wet your whistle. Definitely. Now, it's time to reveal... You've been very busy, but have you had time to binge watch anything? I very much doubt it. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> I would love to have binged a lot of things this week, but I have been absolutely oh. rubbish. I've had nativity plays, carol concerts, Lapland oh. visits. It's been really Christmassy in our house, but not a lot of time for Christmas viewing. You've been moving You've made up for it for me. Or have you? Oh. Perhaps the elf moves itself. The elf moves itself, yeah. I don't know. Does magic, elf on the shelf. magic in our house. Like uh. that. Magic keys. <laughs> 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 Well, I have been binge-watching my one of my favourite uh, sitcoms, Friday Night Dinner. Oh, OK. Do you ever watch that? I've, I have se- I've not seen a lot, but I've seen a bit. So it's all on all for it. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. In fact, there's going to be a new series, um, and it's by Robert Popper. And if you haven't seen it, 
Simon Bird from The Inbetweeners and Tom Rosenthal, Jim Rosenthal's son, the sports broadcaster, they play the two sons and Tamsin Gregg plays the mum and the brilliant Paul Ritter plays the dad. And so it's a Jewish family and they get together every Friday night for dinner. Okay. And then Mark Heap, who is a comedy genius, he's in Upstart Crow, uh, he plays the next door neighbour, Jim, who is absolutely hilarious. But anyway... I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's, it's all there. It's, it's a great, it's a brilliant, brilliant family sitcom. Recommend well, my it. evenings haven't been the same since I'm a celebrity finished, really. Oh. You didn't watch, you didn't go in for that, did you? No. It's not for you. You enjoyed it though, you loved it, didn't you? Mm, I like seeing celebrities. Is it still, because everyone's saying the X Factor, losing appeal, losing viewers, has I'm a Celebrity still got it? Well, they. I don't think it kept as many viewers. There are quite a few headlines this time, but not so many people tuning in. But I think it's there's something quite... massive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's massive for ITV. And I think there are there is something to be said about watching celebrities who are used to a very kind of charmed life yeah. having to eat witch grubs. You know, there's nothing more to say on that, really. I agree. <laughs> is it time now for us to turn to the big question? I think it might be. Now, you know there's all that hoo-ha about that advert for Peloton, the mm. cycling app, uh, where this guy <laughs> gives his wife an exercise bike for Christmas mm. and she keeps saying, oh, you know, I can't believe it's changed my life. We all, there's a slight inference in it that, like, he's sort of saying, you really need instance, to, yeah. you need to, like, get <laughs> on the bike. Don't need another Christmas dinner, do you, love? Get on the Peloton. So apparently that wipes, I think, millions of pounds off their share value. So my big question for you, Hannah, is... What adverts do you have you found or do you find most annoying? Well, you know, I was thinking about this question and actually Good. you don't have to watch adverts anymore, do you? Because you can just fast forward through things. So it's, it's quite a different space. If, if you are sort of five years ago, you were having to sit through kind of everything. I wasn't expecting that. But, so I've had to dig a bit deeper as okay. to ones that I find have found really annoying, which is the moneysupermarket.com, the meerkat one. You don't like the meerkat? Oh, that honestly, that meerkat needs to go. Quoted what, by Theresa May, and I believe she once said, yeah. "Simple." Didn't Where, she? Where's, where's that jokes. landed her? Mm, yeah, leave that Are one you hanging. Like no, very, very annoying. And what's the? Is it Money Supermarket Meerkat, or is that the Singing Man? He's it's also annoying. The meerkat. Compare the meerkat. This advert hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. It's, it's just irritating. Right. And the other ones that. That man, that operatic man. Who, go compare. Oh, go compare. That's it. And he, <laughs> he was, so he was in a car accident or something, wasn't it? Or there's something happened and we all thought he'd gone and I was, you know, was deliriously he? happy. And what's this, this in the advert? No, he came in back. He came back. Did no, he, not in, not in his, real life. I don't his, wish that on him in real life. Was his damaged? <laughs> Nothing was damaged. He just got out, sort of straightened it up <sighs> and it's all back on again. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's terrible. I these can't are, you're, you're, you're clearly impervious to advert because you can't remember what any of these are adverts for. So it hasn't I, worked on you, has it? It hasn't worked on you me. You know it's what just the kind of what me. the product is, but not the name of the company. No, I no, I don't. You're right. You're resistant. I tell you what, I hate. Well, hate's a strong word. As my dad it's would a say. Very strong word. Adverts that use treasured memories of film and television shows to flog something like a bank account. The Halifax. They use like things like uh, Top Cat. The Flintstones. Yeah, they do. To they ruin things. Yeah. And, and music then, as well. When they use music, really good tunes, and then you yes. associate it with... And Tesco have been using Casablanca. <sighs> Casablanca. Anyway, that's just one of They're my quite bad passionate bears. about this. Sorry. <laughs> oh, now, it's time to... Well, let's first of all, let's look ahead to next year and what's exciting that's coming up next year. What have you got on your list? 
Well, we have got Star Trek, which it lands on yeah. Amazon Prime. Star Trek Picard. 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 Um, late January, another... Well, it's not Netflix, actually. Should we no. take a moment to uh, enjoy the fact that it's Amazon Prime? Are you a Trekkie? No. No. Not really. No. I'm not into all that. But uh, It will be big, though, right? I bet Amazon have got a load of new subscribers running up to Christmas. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, I love Patrick it's a good Stewart. Christmas present, Patrick Stewart is great. So if I were going to choose one of the Star Trek franchise to watch, probably would be probably Picard. It's mm. good. Belgravia. Uh, Yes. Julian Fellows is back. ITV. You may or may not be pleased to hear. With another drama about rich, posh people in the past in a massive house. Well, Good if there's news. anything like Downton Abbey, then I'll go with it. Yeah, you love Downton, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the movie? I love rich, posh people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quiz, This I like the sound of this. Quiz, based on the coughing major, um, who wants to be yes. a millionaire, scandal starring the brilliant... Michael Sheen. Why oh can't it just star him? Yeah. <laughs> Everything should star actor. him. He's great. <laughs> um, and of course, we've got um, James May, our man in Japan, which is on Prime. Well, Friday that's next week, isn't it, that we'll be talking about. So um, why is everyone going to Japan? Sue Perkins is in Japan. They, they, Guy Martin has gone to Japan. And now, I do like James May, though. But, um, yeah, James, James May is, is good. But I, you're right, though. I, I think that they tend to do these, um, sometimes travel shows as well, do exactly the same thing. And I can't help but think this is kind of like some press thing from an, oh. a country or an area. Yeah. Because then you see loads pedal down. You're Joanna right. Lumley's going to go there. That's so what I was about to say, Joanna Lumley. Almost certainly. Lumley will be over there like a she shot. Will be, but she, her voice sounds nice. It's fine. We'll also be talking about next week... Uh, Serious black jumper. Yeah. Uh, notice you're wearing a black jumper. Today. I am. And we'll be talking about series three. Well, we may just give a passing mention because it is series three, but it's Anne with an E coming back to Netflix. So all that remains for us to say is Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Ah. Oh, you're, you're, just, you're just tricking me here, Ian. And keep, keep watching. watching.